What's up, everybody? We are back in the studios for Dads, Dudes, and Coaches. It is season two, episode one, and sitting next to me, big smile on his face, Senior Bradley Olson. What's up, buddy? Hey. Oh this my is God. awesome. I know. We are getting our, our episode one, season two, out before the new year. <laughs> this is so cool. We were going to drop it in 2023, and we're out early. We are excited because we had a fantastic season one. We did. We talked about winning, coaching. What do you remember? Sideline. Sideline coaching. coaching. Yep. What Process else? versus results. Process versus results. We interviewed a couple of very successful coaches and yes, other we people. Had, we had a couple guests on the show, including Jane Foreman, Coach Ben Foster, and it was it was a great season one, I got to say. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, Here we, we had Coach Sped from Rhinex Softball. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was a good kickoff to the season. Mm-hmm. Sorry, to, the, to our podcast life. Let's put it that way. What'd you think? It was a lot of fun. Yep. It was great to get some of these messages out there. I continued to see these themes play out in right. my kids' sports programs and couldn't wait to get back on and talk about some of these things that I continue to see. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we can add, maybe there'll be one person who hears us and say, you know what? They're right. Okay, you have to get out of that <laughs> mindset. There's more than one. There are hundreds of okay. people listening to us. I said me. I, look, I like to start low. <laughs> right. In, bla- keep, yeah. in blackjack, if I need a seven, I ask for a five, and maybe a seven will come. <laughs> you don't go. ask for a seven. Oh, okay. Okay, you, you got it all down. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that uh, mentality there. Yeah, we had, we ha- I got to say, personally, I had a lot of fun talking about it, and I definitely see it. And we can't, something that came up, I know we have, what, it's been, what, a couple months since we've seen each other, but we stay in touch through the phone and through talking, uh, texting, calling. Making fun of each other. Making fun, fun of each other, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's more so you than me. And, and I experienced this whole idea of winning and losing, which we're going to touch on today and get into what makes a great coach, a little bit of that. We've already spoken about that, but the winning and losing and how a coach can play a role in that because my daughter, my youngest, plays soccer, and the whole season, I don't think they won one match. But... Did Not they, that winning is everything, but at some point, look, having saying, oh, we're just having fun. At some point, you have to win. Otherwise, it's really not this. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. It's like getting yeah. pounded over and over yes. again. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. And you're, you're really getting to the heart of it. Before we get into our main topic today, apparently you have this, you know, you have this segment of weekly wisdom, well, which is just genius. <laughs> And I it's, don't, do you it, have it? Uh, of course. And <laughs> yeah, usually right. it's a weekly you, you wisdom, but this has been several <laughs> weeks since we've had a wisdom dropping, so right. we'll have to do it. Oh, you got to bring it. You got to bring it strong on the first episode. You probably didn't see, but at least 22 people that are listening to this saw that <laughs> Caleb Williams from USC won the Heisman oh, on Saturday. No way. It was the first That's awesome. Heisman that USC has won since 2005. And it, because he, as a result of him winning, we, we, I can say we, yep. SC Trojan as, Brad. As is, in a, yes. <laughs> <is> <laughs> <funny enough. laughs> 
We have the most Heisman trophies, including Reggie Bush, of any university out there. Okay. Eight. That's we awesome. Were, I didn't know that. It's really That's awesome. impressive. Do you know and who's in second? There's, it's you? tied. Like Michigan? Al- Alabama and Ohio Alabama, okay. State and I think. That's cool. Sure, but. So they had a lot of these. Every year they have they invite all the Heisman former winners, and they had several USC people in the room, including one who won it 20 years ago who hadn't ever been in the room since then, I don't oh, think. Wow. And so he was there. That was kind of cool. That's special. Yeah, it was awesome. But I was so excited. I was watching with the boys. We went crazy. Yeah. And then he got up, and he gave a speech. And it was... It moved me wow. because nice. he was obviously do the thankathon, which they all do. Right, right. And then he, but he, for, I think the first time ever, he brought his entire offensive line, including the backups, to the, to the trophy presentation. So he, they were in the audience. He yeah. said, get up. He recognized all of them. I don't That's do cool. this without you. Wow. You know, his parents are there. His coach was there. The athletic director was there. Wow. What an entourage. But it's something that we had talked about before and something we see a lot is mm-hmm. wanting our kids to win so badly that we insert ourselves into the process, into right. the whatever it is, whether it's winning at a sports, whether it's winning at school, whether it's, I have no idea, winning in life in general, we make it so that <clears throat> we're helping them more than we should. We're pushing them versus yeah. them pulling us. Yeah. And at some point in their lives, either they will burn out, they will make it will become clear that they were getting a lot of help during their academic career, for example. Okay. And I segue, I interviewed a kid, I interviewed a couple kids and mm-hmm. we asked them like, well, "Okay, so why do you want to work here?" and you can tell that the passion, the fire isn't there where they've researched it. They've asked questions. They've spoken to people. They've thought about it, pondered why, why is my skill set good for this particular firm mm. that didn't come out. And I surmise that it's because mm-hmm. in high school they had someone pushing them and you need to get grades and you need to do this. At some point, right. they have to take the reins and go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very good point, a very good correlation to our life so it's i mean so he's i'll read part of his speech yeah please that's where my journey started and it's not the four-year-old kid that loved just going out there and running and tackling somebody and scoring touchdowns the journey really started when i was 10 and the season ended and i had to turn my equipment in and there's one thing that i vividly remember he's 10 years old yeah is telling my dad in the car ride home that this is what i wanted to do for my career I wanted to be a football player. I wanted to be a quarterback. I loved it. I loved everything about it. So I'll stop there. It's like he took the reins. His dad likely didn't push too hard, might have nudged, might have said, I'll help you if you want to do this. But it was him who had that passion and that fire. And I'll keep going. Because he took that, that, that moved me. But then he's paying it forward. Yeah. Which is my favorite thing to do when you have a platform or favorite thing to see when you have a platform like that. Fast forward a couple of years later, I'm crying in a hotel room and many of 
Many of you have probably seen me cry after a loss. My team and I had just lost the national championship, and I didn't get the chance to play. My t- coach told me I was too small. That night, a fire ignited in me. Mm-hmm. That night, I decided to play quarterback and not only be pl- playing quarterback, but to be the best quarterback. I wanted to impact the game. I wanted to share the ball with all my teammates. And if you know me and my dad, very plan-based, we stayed up all night mm-hmm. putting together a plan and a journey slash plan went like this. 5.30 a.m., breakfast club workouts. 6.30 p.m., lift, running, conditioning, getting bigger, stronger, faster. We had nutritionists, sleep patterns, sports psychologists, coaching experts, and learning and playing the game. The more I learned, the more I wanted. But the pass path always hasn't always been easy and this is me speaking to the 11 year old out there who's watching right now who was told they're too small like they told me go out there show them how big your heart is to the seventh grader who was passed over on the team like i was use that adversity to ignite your passion like i did to the ninth grader out there who no one believes can make varsity you can if you believe to the 10th grader losing in the championship game and we were going to come back and win down 20 in the first half. Always believe that there's one more Hail Mary up your sleeve. And to the college freshman, because he's a sophomore, who was fighting for a chance to contribute and get on the field with your brothers, your time is coming, keep going. And if you lose your bid to get to the college football playoff, I know you'll get through it like I did. And like I just learned, get back to work. The job isn't done. The early setbacks that I encountered lit a fire. They started my journey. Your journey will be your own. Just keep believing and keep pursuing your goals. If you're willing to put in the work and surround yourself with positive people, you can achieve anything. I used to write down my goals in a journal and what used to be just words on a piece of paper has me standing here today. So everyone's dreams really can come true. And that's how he ended it. And I, there's so many messages in there. So many. <laughs> but I thought of all of these parents that I see screaming at their kids, screaming at the coach, do this, do that. Right. At some point, their kid's going to burn out. At some point, their fire is going to be gone because it's not their fire. It's a little bit of yours. Right, right. There's and a how, happy how, medium much, there, but you well, want how them. How much can you take from screaming and yelling? And I get that. So can... If you don't mind, uh, we will have at the end, as we always do, right? This is educational. It's fun for us. But we want to bring real-life tips to our listeners. In that speech, I, I didn't hear that. I didn't know that. Yeah, know, I like to drop yeah. these fresh on you. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> the three tips that I have to help players develop a winning mindset there's three that he did incorporated in his living, and he's a great example of these three tips that that you can do. You can you can help your child, you can help them achieve success through these tips, and that's what he did. It is so cool that no way. Yeah. So anyway, so you had all these. By the way, we did not talk I know, about we don't, this before. I know. Yeah, what people don't right, what people don't understand is I know it's crazy because if you're listening, one of the fir- one of the first things that you and I spoke about when we wanted to do this podcast was have it raw, unfiltered, yeah. 
don't tell me what you're going to bring because <laughs> yeah. there has to be a natural reaction. And you and got, that's you got what, mad at me the first time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, because we want to hear what the other is saying real time. We want you to experience our real time reactions and what we have to say, whether we mumble our words, whether we fumble, whether, you know, we want to bring that experience to our listeners. Yeah. And I can't believe that, that you just read that. I'm sitting here writing down, you know, my, my Venn diagram, <laughs> what, what, I was, what, what he's saying. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is crazy. So let's get into our winning and coaching because you just read this amazing Heisman trophy speech, part of it. Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, if, if I can relate to my daughter, who's eight and she's on a losing soccer team. Look, I, I think you have two primary choices in life. This is a quote. And the quote goes like this. This is all about the psychology of winning, right? So you have two primary choices in life to accept conditions as they exist or accept the responsibility for changing them. So what happened to him was he was told he was too small. He's like, um, you know what? F this. Yeah. I'm going to change this. Yeah. I'm going to be a quarterback. And not only am I going to change it, how am I going to change it? What am I going to do? And his dad what is, was his catalyst and was like, I support this. This is what we're going to do. We're going to write it down. We're going to plan. We're going to have discipline. Mm -hmm. We're going to go through it. And day in and day out the process. And I love that he said, you know, it's not easy all the time. No, you're going to have bumps in the road. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be barriers. But the true character of a person, of a winner, is how do you deal with those bumps in the road, let's say, that and, and get through that. Yeah, I, I equate it to the analogy of going up a mountain. You get to a you get to the peak of one mountain, there you're now at the bottom of another peak, man. <laughs> you you got to still climb. You got to keep if, going. That's if, you're, like, if it's at the end of the day, you're really like, come on, is there another one? Yeah, man. There's a, <laughs> right. There's 24 hours in a day. <laughs> there's another one. So bring it. What do you got? Uh, so speaking of the coach, because I think you know. The coach plays a large part about, uh, what would it, you know, like part of the, the winning mindset. Mindset, right? yeah. And, yeah. and, and, but as a, you know, I'm watching and I'm following my daughter's experience in this and I'm sitting there going, you, this co coach can't just accept the losing. This isn't mm -hmm. okay. You, you have to be an active participant in the coaching part of our kids to say, we are going to change this. He doesn't have an assistant. He doesn't have a helper. He's out there solely on his own. So he's. He's doing a million things when if somebody and, and a couple of parents have, I think, stepped up to help. OK, the season's done. We're you know, we're now December finished a little while ago. And sometimes you had to go and go to another game early. So a parent would step in. But if you had somebody just as an assistant coach saying, you know what, that that player's looking really tired. Bring him out. Yeah, they've been in a long time. Let's get some energy in, you know, just some of these X's and O's that can help. But you got to be an active participant to change. You can't just be, ex you can't accept. And I get the idea of we're going to watch. We're not going to coach during the game. We're going to watch. We're going to assess. Look, I mean, every team we went up against, they're all, they're coaching. And now I, I love the creativity. I love that part of it, right? Let's see how the players are creative. But there's got to be something more to the winning and losing. There are skills that have to come along with if you're going to be on a team, how to be a goalie. 
what's your role, right? But, like, what, what are your what what do you need to do? How do you go get the ball instead of waiting for the ball to come to you, and then the other team kicks it, and you, it, when you could have gone out to the ball and trapped it and put your hands on it, and taken that ball and said, okay, this is my ball, right? So that's just a skill that you can learn. They didn't learn that at all this season. Yeah. So we're like, go get the ball. But, go get the and, ball. But I've seen some coaches joysticking. Yes. Just yes. so they can honestly win the game. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Or a philosophy where it works when you have a really fast kid at age 9 or 10. Yes. And so you just stand him up there Ride and the kick the ball as far as they can and he runs and gets it. Yeah, that will not work when he's 14, 15, 16. Right, right. So there's a happy medium between coaching on the field. Yes. And giving them, living them, giving them the skills to hopefully make decisions, as Ben Foster has told us about his philosophy. Right, right. So now the but at the same time, practice is the most important part because that's when you can. Well, that's when you're running Insert through those. your your teaching philosophies, your plans, how to Why play the game. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Right. Do you know where you're supposed to be? Why is everyone just chasing the ball? Get to your positions. I mean, at eight, it's kind of hard because everybody wants to just go up. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, no, but I mean, imagine if you okay. Well, let's take soccer. We're on this idea of soccer. Uh, take this idea of imagine if the coach came at it from a standpoint of, hey, you're you know. You seem like a goal, like he's thinking in his head, she's thinking in his head, you're a goal scorer. So you just were to say, okay, um, what do you want to do with that ball? What do you want to do on the soccer field? And the player says, I want to score. Okay, you're a forward. This is how we're going to get you the ball and how you're going to score. So now the, the, the athlete, the player, is taking initiative and ownership of how, what their role is, right? Okay, you're, you're a midfielder, right? Uh, what's your role? What do you want to do? Okay. Stop goals yeah you got to be able to run back and forth i think right you got to be right you got to be a little more aggressive you might have to take uh uh you know i mean at at that age we're talking young we're talking youth sports not college not professional soccer uh you know you might have to step in and take a body right you might have to stop that player yeah um how do you do that so we have to now get into practice and how do you stop that player who's moving at a very fast speed or might be bigger than you and how do you you know because how do you want to stop that ball because some kids are afraid. So they're like, I'm out of the way. And then the kid just goes down the field. Um, I think there are skills there that you can learn on how to stop, right? Yeah, not in the game, though. That's the point. Right, not it's, in the game. No, it's, 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 and that's where you, and sorry to interrupt, um, to, I don't mean to cut you off, but that's where the practice part of when you're, when you're working with the players, it's not one directional from coach to player, it's you're working with them to understand what they want to do, why they're out there, what their role is, and then you can really cater your practice to, let's do this. Okay, you guys are going to learn how to, let's say, tackle and stop. You guys are going to learn how to have some ball skills, and you're going to score. You're going to work together as the forwards. You're, and I think there's a term, the striker. You're the defense. You're the goalie. So how do we work together to stop the offense from coming down, and when should we stop them and try to stop them with the ball, right? Yeah. Um. There's a there's an acronym P O W. Oh great! You know an acronym that I don't know. <laughs> Did I oh, stump geez. you? Well, I mean, I think you know probably the main one. Yes, right? of but course. We're talking about winning. <laughs> the power of winning. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Power of winning. Did you just make that up this morning? <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. It just comes to me at midnight, right? <laughs> I'm lying in bed. Hey, babe, power of winning. Uh, the <laughs> Whack. Go back to sleep. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. You know, I think um, when you're a coach, you want to employ this idea of power of winning and, and who's got that, who, how do you, how do you bring that to you? What's the, it's a skill set. How do you bring that to your players? And, and, and you cannot, it's that choice. You cannot be complacent with just, oh, you're a good player. Oh, we, we keep losing up. Oh, like how, like, Oh, get them next time. You know, at, some, yeah. at some point you have to instill in them. What do we want to do as a team? Do we want to get better? Eventually, we will win games if we are con- looking at trying to improve and get better. This is my philosophy. <laughs> Whether we win today, I don't care. Whether we win next week, I don't care. Two weeks, eventually, we will be a team that we want to be. It's tough. This is rec sports you're talking about. It's a volunteer parent coach who probably has a full-time job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're touching on something extremely important. There's outcome goals and there's performance goals. And you're getting to that idea of process. The performance, every week we are going to perform better. There's a win. So you bring that back as a coach. Say you lost the game. That's an outcome. All right, that was a great team. Did we, in practice, we talked about this. Did we do it? Did we win? Now, if you're losing and you're losing in performance and outcome – then that's an issue. Then there are bad habits that are creeping in, and you have to address. That's the power of winning. Did but- you ever listen to the post-game speech? Because I think it's crucial in that moment. You get the coach's philosophy on his process for the season. And- Do not get me started on this post-game <laughs> well, speech. Oh, there's snacks. Boy. See you next how week. You, I mean, how do you tell a team that's-, that's constantly losing? What's what? Like that's the thing. It's not the. There is no connection and and we've spoken to multiple parents about this who are right there in the post game speech uh and it just isn't it, there's no point a point b like there's it's all there's no continuity there's nothing there for the girls to hold on to and our daughter eventually was getting dejected because chemically dopamine testosterone are when you win that's increasing right when you're losing, it's the opposite. You're getting dejected. It's a there's a chemical reaction when you win and you lose. Did you know that? Doesn't I know I you mean, know that because but, I've seen you on the tennis court. Well, when you win and I hear you and I see you and you're like a rocket ship, and then when you're losing, you yell over. You're like, ah, grade was a C. But there's and there's but, a very clear but, difference between if, your winning and losing. Well, yeah, but that's. Another subject. I, <laughs> oh, yeah, but. If I lose, it's because of the time I did, did or did not, in that case, usually did not put into the week before. Well, but, but no, know, no, like, no, 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 that's not, that's not my point. I it's the chemical reaction that your body is having. So think about a player that's... I have happy reactions most of the time. <laughs> but what's crazy... I lose, but you're you, there. It's good to see you. All right. What, what, what's crazy is that you can tell when somebody's losing because of all the chemical reactions that's going on in their body. Okay, you get your muscles tighten up, your stomach starts to turn. You're starting, you're mentally starting to go, "I'm losing." I don't. That's what, right, which we call the people refer to as that that term, choking, freezing, and next thing you know, the mind has taken over, and there's chemically a reaction. Now, what's happening when you're winning? What's that called? What's that famous term? You're in the zone. You're in the zone because you're not thinking. You're not worried about making mistakes. So there's a lot going on chemically, both good and bad. In both situations when you win and lose. Well, 
I have been a parent on a team that didn't win a game, let alone unless the other team didn't kind of let us, we would not have even got a first down, maybe one or two, the whole season. Right. And I see the how the kids reacted, and honestly, it was sometimes a result of other teams just having kids who knew each other because they played together for three years. So it's even at nine and ten years old, we were the outcasts of we didn't know anybody so they just put it on this random team and yep. you can tell yep because half the kids there didn't play football the next year <laughs> so they <laughs> which is a side effect of losing sh- right they probably shouldn't they no they picked no. another sport okay <laughs> right. i don't know i, I mean i because don't know. just throwing it, i'm playing devil's advocate what if they still they were winning would they stick with it a couple of them I've seen, yeah, no, yeah. but I've seen on other teams. But it, you're with your friends at that age. It's still fun, even if you're losing. Oh, I, I disagree. Mean, but I think that, sorry. Hold you on, I'm can, putting out my challenge flag. You can find fun <laughs> in that season because, A, hey, I now have a couple new friends. B, I have a couple of new coaches that I might see down the road and they know who I am in other sports. You know, they've seen how I play in the football field. There's a draft in baseball. Oh, he's an incredible athlete. Let's get him on our team. Yep. Me, personally, made friends with the coaches and some of the kids and see, you know, like the ones who, this is, this was football. And the ones, that's a sport that I can definitely have an impact on as a volunteer coach at the right age. Yeah. The coach who coaches soccer as a volunteer for eight-year-olds, that's a tough position. And if you're by yourself, it's even tougher. <laughs> if you have all these great philosophies and no one's paying attention to practice, like what are you supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. No, this wasn't, but this wasn't. The coach of our daughter was not a volunteer. It was a paid coach. So that's different. Uh, this okay. was one of the staff. <laughs> I uh, got it. And again, no, I mean, there's different coaches out there. And when we talk about what makes a, what's the difference between a good coach and a great coach, I think the great coaches are able to employ that idea, that psychology of the power of winning. They're not complacent. They're not okay with, ah, this is our, this is our team. This is, our, this is where it is. This is how it's going to be. And um, yeah, okay. Um, all right. We're going to lose every week. I'm but, not okay with that as a parent. I'm not okay with that as a coach. Uh, and that is. We had to have some serious talks with our daughter because she did not want to play. Uh, She's like, we're going to lose. Our team, we're going to lose. Okay, so we're okay. And look, you're, the reality is you're not going to win every game. Mm-mm. But when you can say to your child, were you able to accomplish this performance? What are you working on in practice? Were you able, did you guys, did you do it? All right, that's awesome. So over the course of the season, we're going to improve. We're going to be, you know, and that I, was not taking place. I have a philosophy that I just thought of that what I think is an example of a great coach. Yep. yep. <clears throat> they make learning fun. Yep. Because my son, who you know, he hates to practice some sports. Right. So He's like it, Bo Jackson. He just <laughs> wants to play. I love that. I think that's but, so true. But if you build games into yeah. the practice or... 
you at at the end of the at the end of the soccer practice, there's always a scrimmage, and that's the favorite <laughs> right, part. But right, in right, the right. in the middle, if you're doing right. games or little things, and you're teaching them drill based games, whatever they are, they're drill based. Sometimes games. they don't know, and they get annoyed. Yeah, and I think that's another aspect of you could potentially tell them, boys, if we keep doing this, it will result to this. I know you don't see the connection but that so but that's getting back to what i'm saying what what is it that we want what you want to do not what i want as a coach you to accomplish it's what do you want what do you want to accomplish what is the purpose of this and i think that has to be extremely explicit i think coach john wooden was fantastic with that and that's why his teams were very successful he was extremely explicit about the purpose of what they were trying to accomplish with a drill uh, in within practice so if that's not occurring the kids go i don't know why i'm here i'm just kind of playing with my shin guards i'm I'm just kicking the ball (laughs) um you know and and there is a lot written about that in in within each sport from psychologists athletes coaches uh you know like steph curry sports person of the year from Sports Illustrated, I love Sports Illustrated. I think their writers are phenomenal. I think their articles are awesome. Very objective. He talks about when he was losing. He had a couple of years there. He was losing. He got injured. I think Clay Thompson was injured. They weren't having the best years. They didn't really break up the team. They kept the team. But what was, what I found was very inspirational and motivational was, for me, he was always there with the team. He was supporting the team. Never negative about the team, but he knew the process of how hard it was going to be that he had to have that work ethic when he came back to maintain that level of greatness. And guess what? Gets to the finals. They're down 2-1. Do you remember this last year against the Celtics? I remember it. I'm a Celtics fan. They were down down 2-1. The Warriors were down 2-1. And he says, I can't remember who he said it to. He said to somebody because it went viral. We're not losing again. And guess what? They won. They won every game. In Boston, they took the championship. Yeah, I I think he's he's an example of similar to Caleb Williams that he was a small kid. And he did not get a lot of college scholarships. Yeah. And... Even though his father was an NBA player. Yeah, he got passed over in the first round by a ton of teams. But even before that, he was so small. Yeah, yeah. Skinny. But and taller now, than the average person, if you like, just small on the basketball court. I meant he's taller he was than you not, and I. He was not. Um, <laughs> but no, no but I know what you mean. Before but, that, before yeah. his senior year, I think he was just a small kid, skinny, very, skinny. very skinny, very slight. Yeah. And now look at him. Even though he's achieved this, yeah. all these accolades and championships, like he's still yeah. getting bigger, stronger. Oh, yeah. yeah. The drills that he does and that you see, like where he just shoots over and over and over again and doesn't miss. That that's insane, <laughs> insane. That's right? another. You can't teach that. You can't teach that. That that's a talent. That's another level, in my belief. But anyway, well, my pow- my point was that he, he has this power of winning. He's like, I am not going to accept that. I'm just going to come back and be my average Joe self again, and 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 do some winning. It was like I'm going to propel myself to. He won that. He won that Finals MVP. He hadn't won that. He had been there three, four times before, and, and, and they won. He never won that Finals MVP. I love basketball, by the way. <laughs> As you can't tell. There's a Papa shot right there. We should just, <laughs> right. just go, go ahead and shoot some hoops, <laughs> which I always win. 
<laughs> just for those listeners. <laughs> Home court advantage. Right, right, might right. Have something to do with that. I think it. I think it's a hand-eye coordination. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> so, what I. I mean, what I really want to do is make sure that our listeners. I want to bring it back to that speech that you were saying. That that was Caleb Williams' speech, right? Yes. From USC. He will be back next year. Yeah, the quarterback that won the Heisman. I don't think so. Maybe he will, but uh, I don't think so. My opinion. Uh, you don't think what? I don't think he'll be back. He he's he he can't go to the pros. Why? He's only a sophomore. Oh. Well, he'll be back. Never mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do I know? So <laughs> don't listen. But I want to get to the tips about how you know, players can develop a winning mindset. Because I think this is really important. We've alluded to it. The speech was amazing. He speaks directly to a Caleb Williams. How and, and I and I love how he references he he's trying to speak to his the younger kids, right? Those kids that are almost underdogs or on the verge of like giving up or going to walk away from a game. Don't walk away. He says, Don't walk away because this is how I did it. This is how you can do it. And I'm gonna drop one. You ready? Yeah. Number one, super important. You got to have a clear goal. So he had a clear goal, and then he built it around that. But it has to be their goal, not your goal. Oh, of course. It's it's player. It's coach. Whoever it is, they have to have a clear goal. It can be, again, it can be performance or outcome related. He had several. He had several. Okay, that's important to know. remember. He had several. Number two. Did you want to say something? I mean, I think about, I think as our, our job as parents yeah. is to instill in our kids the desire or every year, like you create goals for something. For sure. So it becomes sure. part of their own mindset of, a, I'm not just floating along life. I'm not just doing well because I like the feeling when I get a good grade. Yeah. It's, we did this for the first time. Last year, family goals for each person. They had to tell me what they were. We wrote them down. Yeah. We didn't really refer back to them and check on our progress, but I'm but it's I'm just getting them used to doing it. Yeah. And eventually, theoretically, whether it's whatever they want to do, they will have this mindset of I have goals. I want to achieve goals. I will do A, B, C, D, and E. I might need help along the way to right. get to those goals. But yep. if I've never gone through the process of thinking about a goal, if you said to a nine-year-old who'd never done that before, what is your goal for the season? Uh, score goals. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right, like, right, right, <laughs> right. Like, well, think of, I can it think of It might be very like, generic. Yeah, like you and I. I'm sure you've probably written down what some of your goals, intentions are for 2023. I know I have. I have a lot of intentions and goals for 2023, personally, professionally, et cetera. And they're uh, in my head. Yeah. Like I'm, there's I, one. Yeah. So, one uh, big one. Yeah. And, uh, beat, and I love that because it's, it's like beat you in golf and take all your money. <laughs> <laughs> you will never beat me in golf. Let's put it. <laughs> so what time is it? Oh my gosh. Time stamp that. Everybody remember this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, and I love that you said it's a big one because there are, there are big and there are small and they're all important. My daughter the other day, just last weekend was sitting there going through her Lego set. And I watched this. I was like, what is she doing? And I didn't want to interrupt her, but her goal was to organize that whole um, Lego container that had bins, uh, little small squares that had hair, bodies. You know, the Lego person you can take off, right? So Yeah, uh, okay. And for 
I would say it was probably three hours. She organized, she had, because she had to go through her bins. I didn't know this was her goal, but it was, that, it was, you could see it was clear. She was doing something. It was very involved in this. And I was like, oh, I'm not messing with this. Like, I'm letting this go. <laughs> you know what? I don't, I, look, this is so boring to me, but she was super focused, hyper focused. And she had a clear goal. She wanted to make sure that every compartment had something that she could just look in and go, okay, that's the head. That's the body. Uh, that's the hair. And uh, there are, okay, those are the accoutrements. <laughs> it was awesome. Okay. Number one, clear goal. Got to have a goal. Okay. Number two, self-discipline. It's a must. It's very difficult for every human who is walking the earth. <laughs> self-discipline. Absolutely. You want to have a winning mindset? I mean, we're talking winning mindset, right? In winning in life, winning in uh, sports. If you want to finish a book by a certain date, you have to have that goal. Then you have to have the discipline to read however many chapters. A day, whatever it is. Yep. Pages. A day, a week, however you want to break it down and set your goals. And then you have to have the discipline to be able to accomplish that. That is a process. Speaking of process. Absolutely. Results because. Absolutely. There are different levels of self-discipline. For sure. And, and it's usually maybe you have to start small, whatever it is, but. Everybody struggles with that because it's hard. Absolutely. <laughs> we it have is. so many things in our life that are difficult. So. Yeah. Well, that's where you're going to have barriers. You're going to have obstacles. And you've got to, you, I mean, I've gone through it. I've been through it. We've all been through it. You have to have the discipline. Uh, and those are setting up. Those are also, but also having good habits, having people who encourage you, having a support system uh, so that you can succeed, right? But when do you... It's, there's not a clear answer, I don't think. When do you introduce <laughs> that concept to a kid? At oh, what age? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 for it's sure. It's hard because they well, just want to have fun. Well, I, I mean, you kinda, I think you go, I think you're going back to the toddler years, the infant years. What's their, they want to roll over. How do you help them succeed? I mean, there are, there's the, you know, there no, are. You know, self-discipline is a mindset, not a. Yeah, but that's. Not you, a I'm, I'm, athletic I'm, achievement. I will, I will guarantee it starts extremely young yeah. younger than we think younger yeah. than we think uh think about the kid that wants that piece of candy that's across the room i mean i remember this there was like we're sitting at a table and my daughter could not she couldn't she was in her toddler seat and she wanted there was like an m&m or a cheerio we we're on vacation and she could only go so far I swear she was going to bust that seat out because she had the discipline to get to that goal of I'm getting that Cheerio, which is like two feet in front of her face, and she's literally eating the table. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, babe, I think she's going to fall over. She, she wants that Cheerio. <laughs> she was doing everything. Don't try this at home. And then guess what happened? Yeah, <laughs> guess what happened? She screamed. I was like, oh, all right, all right. Uh. So I lifted her out of the, you know, I took the chair and lift her up. She went with her mouth out like hungry, hungry hippo and just mm-hmm. chewed it. Um, so that's number two. Number three, self-confidence. In order to have a winning mindset, you have to have belief and self-confidence in yourself, in your team, whatever it is. You, I take you. I take it from the ego, the I, the me. Belief in yourself. I will always remember 
my son's coach when he was four. Yep. He was the best player on the field. Yep. And he said, you will not pass. Don't make him pass. Let him do. They're losing. Uh Uh-oh, you made him mad. Watch what happens. Like, he would encourage that. Yeah. And he would get the ball, dribble around everybody (laughs) and score. So that mindset that he has, I see it. Yeah. In certain instances, I see it on the baseball field. When he gets two strikes, he looks at me and he basically says, you know, he flexes and here comes the heat. Yeah. We say it on the soccer field, in the basement, if he's losing, uh uh-oh. There comes the beast. We call it the beast. <laughs> I don't want the beast to come out. That's so, so uh, and, and, and I know and I you. I saw it on the ping pong table <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> he was down funny. 0-2. Yep. And he comes back and wins, beats but, me 3-2. Let me add, because lo- well, what I love about you and how you interact with your kids, you do not squash that confidence. You, you can't. Are, you can't. You can't teach you can't. it. It is well, something you cannot. You they can't. Have okay, to feel okay. It. so they, they. Everybody, when they're, I think you know, we are beautiful people. We are confident people when we are come out of birth, and everything, every experience that your child goes through, and as an adult, you're either allowing them, which you do really well. You allow your kids to have that self confidence, and Mara has to continue to remind me, uh, because I have two daughters about this with our daughters and how to keep my mouth shut in certain situations because it's a confidence boost what they're doing even though i think she wants to take the lamp out of the socket and move it over and i know she's going to drop that lamp <laughs> and break it mara's like the decision she's taking a risk you have to give her that confidence i'm like that's what you're talking about <laughs> I'm like, she's gonna break the lamp doesn't matter we can it's find other examples <laughs> don't re- result so, in broken right, things right 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 so <laughs> it's like everything that we do as a parent as a coach Right. We're very parents. One of our roles is to be a coach in life, uh, whether you're on the field, in sports, whatever. Uh, So the coach's job is to make sure that that kid's confidence is continuing to grow. That's germinate sometimes. Sometimes there is none and you have to start it. And it's all different. My kids' self confidence is completely different in all of them. Yep. Yep. And. One, it's easy. The other two, I don't know yet. We'll have to see to teach it. <laughs> it's, it, it, it is, I mean, a lot of good life lessons right there. So I'm going to review the three tips. Have a clear goal, number one. Number two, Be self-discipline. <laughs> number three, Self-confidence. <laughs> I'm going to beat you in golf. <laughs> it was the last thing Stop I do. It. All right. I hope you I'm enjoyed gonna, this last 40. I'm, I'm totally disregarding your last comment. Okay. <laughs> It has been so fun being back here in the studio with you, my man, B-Rad. Uh, look, you can find us. Your, what's your handle on Instagram, my man? SC Trojan Brad. I have a new one. It's Coach Jeff Lowe. Okay, G-E-O-F-F-L-O. But look, until next time, keep it real. That's it for us at Dads, Dudes, and Coaches. Keep it real. Keep improving and keep doing getting better. That's right. Getting better. We'll see you next week, everybody. Peace out. See ya.